0: You're now listening to episode 209 of the Big Bang Buzzcast, recorded on March 15th, 2021. I'm Roxanne. And I'm Nicole. And this week we're going to be talking about the Bat Jar Conjecture, which was episode 13 of season one. Um, Before we get into that discussion, just as one quick piece of news... um, It was just announced a couple, few days ago, Kaylee um, was cast to play Doris Day in a new limited series. Um, It'll be a biopic about her. Um, So it's just, it's kind of, it's uh, interesting to see Kaylee seems to really be the one who's been the most busy. Um, She's got a lot of different stuff going on, so that's nice to see for her.
1: Yeah, um, it's also kind of fitting because, um, Doris Day was, like, really known for her, like, uh, animal welfare activism, so uh-huh. that's, yeah, yeah, she, um, well, there's the Doris Day, uh, Animal League, um, and then, um, I wanna say she was responsible for Spay Day, too, which is, like, a promotional thing about getting your, like, animals, like, Well, spayed. Um, (laughs) And then the Doris Day Animal League ended up like becoming part of the Humane Society. I want to say I was in high school. So like 10, 15 years ago. Um, And they're the ones that do spay day now. But that was responsible. She was responsible for that.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that is extremely fitting then for Kaylee to be playing her.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, as proof that I know so little about celebrities, I actually knew of Doris Day, like, as an animal activist before I knew she was an actress. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, she, um, I think that she does, like, a, she has, well, I don't know if this was, um, what am I trying to say? Well, she just died, like, a couple years ago. So this would have been before she died. Yeah, it was just, this, this says May it was,
0: 2019.
1: Well, you don't know what I'm going to say. Or no, I'm saying
0: May 2019 was when she died. <laughs> okay.
1: Anyway, um, I don't know. I'm sure this was before she died because I think I heard about it before that. But it's not like it's been like a 30-year thing. She has There's a horse rescue, too. I don't remember what it's called, but I think her name is in it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's in Texas or Oklahoma, somewhere around there. Um, so that was specifically the first thing that I thought of when I saw the casting news because of Kaylee and the horses.
0: Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I know like the name Doris Day, like I recognize it, but I wouldn't have been able to say like specifically like what she'd done or been in. Um, but then like the, like this, at least article I have Brought up, um, has like it says it mentions like Kay Saras. Saras Like, okay, I know that song. Okay, so she's saying that song, but and that's like the most that I know about her. Um, basically,
1: yeah. I mean that that was from a um Alfred Hitchcock movie, and I love Alfred Hitchcock, so <laughs> that's that's the main thing I know her from. I mean, I mean, I know she's done a crap ton of things, but like that's what I think of first. Mm-hmm. Um, just because um. I went through a Hitchcock phase in high school, like, <laughs> insanely, um, which I actually think that that's, I think, uh, I really think that the her foundation, like, merged with the Humane Society when I was in high school, because that was also when I had my Hitchcock phase, and that would make sense, but mm-hmm. it might have been a little bit
0: before or a little bit after, I'm not sure. Um, I don't think I've seen a single Hitchcock movie. Roxanne. <laughs>
1: Um, oh, oh, Doris Day was also in, I don't remember what it was called, but, like, a, um, a remake of, uh, um, oh, that's my train of thought. A remake of uh, Gaslight, which is the movie that, um, like, where the term gaslighting comes from.
0: Oh. Interesting.
1: Yep. That is the extent that I know about Doris Day. Well, clearly it is much more than I know about her. <laughs> okay, literally, I, th- I would... N- eliminate everything I just said about animal welfare and I would know almost nothing about her either (laughs) but the animal welfare thing is like how she got on my radar but she wasn't in like gas because that was I think that came out in like 19 I want to say like 40 maybe Mm -hmm. um so she would have been like a teenager then I think but that's all I know and I'm sure there's some people listening that like probably could like recite her Wikipedia page and are mad at us but yeah
0: she are millennials feel like, give us a break <laughs> I feel like she's one of those people every now and then my dad will ask me like do you know who so-and-so is and I'll be like I know the name <laughs> and he'll just be like really how do you not know who this person is um, okay, I remember when
1: he drove me. Well, first of all, he drove me to the airport that one time that I visited you. But then he also drove me to like Little Caesars because I'd ordered a pizza and I was going to walk and he was like, absolutely not. It's raining. <laughs> and I had already walked like four miles back from the racetrack that morning. And he was like, I could have gotten you. And I'm like, yeah, but like I could walk and he's like, it's raining. And I'm like, I'm from <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> um, but um He was taking me to the airport and like every song that came on, he's like, do you know who this is? And like, I knew most of them and he was like, whoa, wildly impressed. He's like, I always (laughs) like to quiz Roxanne's friends. And I'm like, oh, she did not give me a heads up about this.
0: I mean, I don't, he likes to quiz me. I don't necessarily remember him quizzing friends, but I'm not surprised that that he he likes quizzing quizzing your friends. He was very
1: impressed that I knew I could recognize Randy Travis's voice like immediately, mm-hmm. um, like a song starts and he sings like four words. And before your dad could even ask me, I was like, Randy Travis, <laughs> I feel like his his voice is like very like if you know his voice, you if you hear his voice and go, that's Randy Travis, you're going to remember it for the rest of your life. Like he just has one of those voices that it's like, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Um, and then I told him all about the movie Annabelle's Wish, which had Randy Travis singing in it and he was like i've never heard of this write this down
0: <laughs> <laughs> he sings that um i'm going i want to love you forever song right forever and ever amen yes okay. i was like i don't know i want to love you forever but forever and ever amen is him yes okay <laughs> See, i couldn't name another one of his songs but i know that one that's one of my dad's favorites so I could yeah, his voice I could recognize if I heard it in something
2: heard it. If you haven't else.
1: heard um Friends Like Us, which is Beth Nielsen Chapman and him, it's from Annabelle's Wish, and I mm-hmm. absolutely love that song. And it makes me cry, but like in a good way. So um definitely listen to that.
0: Okay. I have that up in Google now to listen to later. Friends like Perfect. us. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Okay. So on to Bat Jar then.
1: Onto Bat Jar.
0: Okay, which is as we've like mentioned in the episodes leading up to this is a fantastic episode. So,
1: so it is my second favorite from season one. Yeah,
0: yep. What is your first favorite, or do you not want to say yet? Or I'm guessing the finale. Okay, yeah, I was just about to say I'm guessing that one then. Okay.
1: Not just for the Leonard and Penny. I feel like it's a very good episode all around. I mean, it's mildly offensive
0: at some points, but, like, it's... (laughs) I I have a lot of good feelings about (laughs) it. All right, Bat Jar. Yeah, like, Bat Jar, like, part of why I love it is, like, little Leonard-Penny teases, but then it's also just fantastic all around, so let's get into it. It's got... It's just got everything, Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it starts with the guys talking about the new Star Trek movie, um... And how it was supposed to have a scene with Spock's birth. Um, Which apparently, I saw when I was just looking up stuff about this episode, that scene was cut from the movie, but it is in a deleted scene.
1: Okay, I was gonna say, I've seen that scene, but I was, I think I was watching, I, I even remember where I was. I was at a friend from high school's basement hmm with her and her brother and i had just shown them those black friday shopping prank movies and her brother thought it was hilarious and then immediately no transition he goes we should watch a new star trek movie and it had nothing to do with this at all and um <laughs> i think he had like some kind of version of it because i feel like we weren't watching a deleted scene but i remember that scene but i do think that a scene depicting spock's conception would have been a lot more interesting <laughs>
0: Especially with uh, Raj's point about, like, everyone's private parts are the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so then Penny walks in, and this is just, like, one of my, like, favorite, like, small Leonard Penny things from the first season. Like, their interactions where she's like, you know, I'm writing an email and my A key got stuck. And I was just going, ah! <laughs> I love the delivery
2: of that. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then uh, her answer, when he asks what she spilled on it, she's all, nothing. Diet Coke and yogurt. (laughs) Little nail polish. Um, And, of course, he agrees to take a look at it. Um, But, yeah, just that, like... You can tell, obviously, this is not the first time she's gone to him for computer help. Um, And it's just, like, a cute little scene. Yes. Interaction.
1: (laughs) Just the, ah! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Always makes
0: me laugh. (laughs) Yeah, so then, as Leonard goes to look at it, Howard announces... um, that there's a group that's not going to be putting a field together in the physics pool team because they formed a barbershop quartet and got a gig playing Knott's Berry Farm. So do you want to know something stupid? What? Did you not okay, know see, what Knott's Berry I Farm I know was? what Knott's
1: Berry Farm is. No, okay, well, sort of. So there was a book called Jamberry, I think, and then there's like by Harper Collins that published it, I think and it was like a book about making jam and it was like all these bears and they were having like a really fun time and now it turns out that jam berry nail wraps are an MLM so that's disappointing <laughs> yeah. but I read Jamberry, and I was like, oh, it's this big, like, harvest party where you're picking fruit and making jam, and I thought that Knott's Berry Farm was something like that, and it was, like, a fruit harvesting festival, Mm -hmm. and I thought that when he said they got a gig playing Knott's Berry Farm, I didn't realize, like, oh, they're contracted to play at Knott's Berry Farm. I thought that they were going to be, like, the live music at the fruit harvesting festival. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, when we became friends, and then you would mention Knott's Berry Farm, I was like, oh, she knows about the, the <laughs> harvest party. Okay, I I worked on a farm for 14 years. Okay, it made sense to me.
0: I mean, then- <laughs> yeah, I get it from the name.
1: Yeah, so then I um, I think if it hadn't been for the Jamberry book, I probably would have not necessarily made that connection. I would have been like, okay, Knott's Berry Farm is a berry farm and they have live music. But I definitely thought it was like an event.
2: Mm-hmm. And it was
1: definitely you that just casually mentioned it eventually, like in a context where I was like, ooh, I'm wrong about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, well... 'Cause I probably would have most likely mentioned it in context to the summer I worked there running the amusement park rides, which would not fit it was, in.
1: <laughs> it was probably something exactly
0: like yeah. that, yeah. Um though so for the record, Knott's berry farm did start as an actual berry farm. And then it Yes, grew I did know there. that. Yeah.
1: Hey, remember when you said we should go there, and I was like, I don't like roller coasters, and you were like, there's museums, and then we went there, and I threw up on two roller coasters in a row. Yes. And then I tweeted something like, I was lured here under (laughs) pretense. It was fun, though. That was a really fun day, even though it kind of rained. But there were less people because it was raining, so that was a bonus.
0: Yeah. It worked out. It did. Yeah, but... I'm. I was always like, I like. I like the reference to Knott's Berry Farm just because it's like a like. It feels like a like a small local thing here, even though it's like a. Well, I don't know how big it is known like nationwide. Obviously, you didn't know about it. But it's no, like, no
1: one here knows about it. They talk yeah. about wanting to take their kids to Disneyland. And I was like, oh, you should go to this place, too. And they're like, what's that? Like, no one has any idea. Yeah, like, I was like, this- It was like the first amusement park. And then they're like, oh, that's cool. But I don't think they're actually going to go. So
0: yeah, like Disneyland is obviously like the big draw here. And then it's like Knott's is maybe like an afterthought that people would go to other than like the locals who go there um. i know someone told me they
1: were like knots is not actually good it's a bunch of people with 80s nostalgia and i'm like i went there in 2018 <laughs> <laughs> for the first time and i like it because i like i like that type of i'm sure it's worse like in the middle of the summer but it's like i doubt it's exactly a disney vibe like it's, I feel like it would always be, like, more chill than Disney because nobody goes to Knott's with, like, their entire personality
0: being Knott's and, like, thousands yeah. of people go to Disney. <laughs> There's no, like, Knott's pers- bounding for dressing up.
1: <laughs> exactly. So that that's a little more
0: my vibe. hmm Yeah, it's definitely, like, a more chill visit. Yes. But, yeah, so... So that group's playing Knott's Berry Farm um so the guys are like leonard's like okay this is our year for physics bowl um
1: well i like penny's response like wow so in your world you're like the cool guys (laughs) yeah (laughs) which that does show how it's all relative you know like there are definitely like aspects of my life that i'm way more popular in than other aspects like for example okay I was at my friend's baby shower the one who does my hair Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and I was at her baby shower and it was like a bunch of friends from high school and like I was a varsity swimmer but like you know in high school like the jocks they played football they did the basketball volleyball team like did all of that and so I was not considered a jock by like school in general but like I showed up to this baby shower and all of my friends that were there they were all like they knitted, They did, like, knitting in class in the back seat, in the back row, or something like that. Like, they, they didn't do really anything. Mm-hmm. And they always – some of them talked about how in high school, like, it was cool to be friends with a jock. And I was like, wait, who are you talking about? And they were like, you. <laughs> so apparently to my social circle – in high school I was a jock and I'm like really because I do not consider myself a jock and I guarantee you if you asked the volleyball kids if I was a jock they would have been like no she was a nerd Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) but um
1: um and no no hate no stigma against either of those groups like I know there's bad stereotypes about nerds and about jocks I'm not saying I would rather be one or the other it's just I never considered myself to fit the jock group so Mm -hmm. it was kind of surprising to me that like even while we were in high school, like my other friends viewed me as a jock, and one was like, I was surprised that you were friends with us because jocks don't normally like nerds. And I'm like, No, I thought I was one of you guys. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I was so, it, it was a very weird
0: day. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, her line or just like that concept of it's all relative kind of reminds me going in the opposite direction. Once I was like, um, talking to someone on my Quidditch team. Like, he was driving me back from the airport and it's someone who I hadn't necessarily, like, talked a lot to prior to this. Mm -hmm. And I I ended up telling him about, like, just, like, other hobbies and stuff I was involved with. I think I told him about, like, our podcast and various things. And Mm -hmm. then he ended up saying, like, wow, so, like, playing Quidditch is actually, like, the least nerdy thing that you do. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's kind of (laughs) true. That's funny. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, so then I
1: like here they're getting so nerding out about their physics bullshit
0: that like Raj talks and then just <laughs> slams his hand over his mouth. Right. <laughs> Complete slip. Which I feel like they move past it very quickly. <laughs> like maybe it's just because he did talk to her already under alcohol, so it wasn't the first time she like heard his voice. But I feel I like think- Go ahead, they, or just they they like they moved past it like immediately,
1: well, I think it was because he reacted and realized that he did it. I think mm-hmm. if he had just talked and then like sort I think it would have like hung in the air like if it, like it, if
0: he like didn't realize and it was like a casual
1: right, thing. because like in in um grasshopper experiment, he starts talking, and everyone's sort of staring at him because he keeps doing it, and then when he does end up talking to Penny, Penny's the one that realizes that he's talking to her, mm-hmm. So in this case, he does it and then is just like, holy shit, and then immediately Sheldon just launches into his nonsense. (laughs) So, you know.
0: Yeah, so Sheldon doesn't give him a chance anyways. And he yeah, Raj did. It was an immediate, whoa, what just happened?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Kunal nailed the delivery. (laughs) Yes. Fucking great.
0: Uh so Sheldon um, at first he says count him out um cuz he feels like he's above the competition of this physics poll um and then they quote Spock's Stein words to him um the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one and then that 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 makes Sheldon give in to join.
1: Okay so a couple things first of all him being like oh you wouldn't ask like picasso to play pictionary or some shit i like doing watered down versions of things i'm good at yeah like i like go back to swimming i was a good swimmer okay like i'm not gonna i mean I, i'm not trying to like brag about it i'm just trying to be realistic like i was talking to people lately about like how transgender transgender athletes um in some cases are being allowed to compete with um their gender as opposed to the gender that they were given when they were born. And people are like, oh, well, if you were a swimmer, like, how would you feel if someone from the boys team came over? And I was like, look, not to sound arrogant, but I could beat most of the people on the boys team. And so, no, I wouldn't care.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, good athletes can compete against good athletes. And I couldn't beat every single person on the boys team, but I couldn't beat every single person on the girls team either. And I would literally go to the boys swim meets to compete in their competitions because I was trying to qualify for certain things and it was a sanctioned competition which meant if I was fast enough then I could qualify for it if it was before the deadline even if it wasn't in a girls competition and I realized that there's a double standard because the boys probably would not have been allowed to come and do that with us but honestly I think that would have been fine Um, and I'm like look not to flex but allowing a trans girl to compete against me, I probably would have beaten her. So, you know, end of story, but mm-hmm. that didn't mean like, I loved when we would do swim meets where we would like have to wear floaties and do the swimming. Cause that <laughs> created like, we, we would do these like goofy meets where there was like some kind of twist or where we would have to like, we would have to like bend one of our legs at the knee and then tie it in that position and then compete like that. Like it was fun. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for the kids who weren't very good at swimming, they didn't really do a lot of those, all of those events because some of them were, like, borderline not even really being able to swim. And so if they would have had their themselves essentially hogtied, they probably would have drowned and that would have been bad. But that's exactly the point. Like, those of us that were really good at it, we enjoyed that stuff. So I don't understand Sheldon being, like, this is beneath me. Like, it can be fun. Yeah. Also, would you ask Jacques Cousteau to play Go Fish? Those are actually two completely different skill sets. (laughs) Like, Jacques Cousteau, his success in his field has nothing to do with strategy at a card game.
0: Uh, Yeah, a card game that is almost all just guessing. Yes. Yeah. So, it's like... That
1: one, I know they were like, oh, we're gonna try to, like, make that relatable or some shit, but it's, like, maybe saying, like, would you ask Jacques Cousteau to, I don't know, use a disposable camera, maybe? Like, (laughs) I I don't, that would have made more sense than Jacques Cousteau playing a card game. Like, for all we know, he liked card games. (laughs) Yeah. Like, That's a weird one to me. It's like, you can't just put fish in the name of something and be like, Jacques Cousteau is automatically
2: qualified.
1: (laughs) But whatever. Well, then when I also like when he was listing other things that groups of four are doing, and when he said entering the Olympic bobsled competition, and Benny's like, I want (laughs) tickets to that. Yes. I think there's two man bobsleds. I mean, they could just like also throw out Howard and just have Leonard and Raj do it.
0: (laughs) I would also like tickets to that. (laughs) Any of those combinations,
1: yeah. Any, yeah, exactly. You could run, like, simulations. Okay, how would each different combination of these people (laughs) do?
0: Alright, so then the cafeteria scene? Yes. Okay. So, they need to come up with a name for their physics bowl team. Uh, Howard suggests Perpetual Motion Squad, because they can go all all night. (laughs) Um... Raj wants to be the Bengal Tigers, and then Sheldon wants to be the Army Ants, which I feel like a physics bowl team, the name should be related to physics somehow, so I feel like Howard was the one closest on the right track. Like...
1: Okay, that's not always a good, because in health class in eighth grade we had to name our team after something to do with the human body. And so my table was the scrotums all semester because (laughs) I was outvoted. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm not going to say that's always something we should do in terms of making it fit. Because she was just like, okay, table scrotum, do you have your answer? I wanted to (laughs)
0: commit homicide. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a good name.
1: It's it's not, no. um It's actually probably worse than Sheldon's Seamen joke from season three. Um, it's hard to come up with good team names, though.
0: Yeah, it is. And I mean, like, I feel like in this situation, like, my instinct would be to come up with something physics related. But it's, it kind of reminds me, like, so, like, with Quidditch teams, there's sort of, like, two different um like camps, there's like the groups that like come up with like very Harry Potter related names. And, and then there's teams- the fighting farmers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fighting <laughs> farmers or teams that are like like just like general like a like a like a good sports team name, but like not connected to Harry Potter whatsoever.
1: Exactly. Um And I feel like sometimes if you're, like, friends, like, in this situation, like, you could go with something that's more of, like, an inside joke for you guys or something that's, like, fitting of, like, all of your dynamics instead of necessarily being, you know, like, whatever. Which we did, what was it, weren't we, were we the heroes of Canton for our trivia thing at LeakyCon?
0: Oh, i i have no idea what our name was i, I think remember. we were hold on
1: because I'm, I'm picturing that picture that we posted let me see if i can find it because we were like okay it's nerdy but like it's not necessarily like leaky con related mm-hmm. it was it, i know it was firefly hold on
0: honestly yes. that lassie question is all that's that takes the that takes the focus when i try to remember anything else it was Heroes
1: of Canton Amanda posted it. All right. Fucking Lassie. Now I'm mad again. <laughs> Next time we have to be a team for something, I propose the Lassies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. All righty. So, first of all, Amir Tigers are better than Bengal Tigers. I'm just going to say that because they can handle cold weather. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like if you can handle cold weather, you're tougher than a little tiger that lives in the jungle. Ooh, I was in Jungle Book. Nobody cares, Bengal tiger. Um,
0: (laughs) What do you have against the Bengal tigers?
1: I I just like the other ones better. Okay. (laughs) Um, So Sheldon, so I love the way that he phrases this when he says no man should be forced to emblazon his chest with the Bengal tiger when common sense dictates it should be an army ant. Because I feel like if you hear the phrase emblazon his chest, I might actually think of a tiger, even without (laughs) context. Mm -hmm. And then I like when Leonard says, like, will the man from the great state of denial yield for a question? And Sheldon, in saying I will yield, is acknowledging that he's the gentleman from the great state of denial. (laughs) It's like, do you remember, um, not to get political, but we'll go there. Um, When Trump was campaigning in Georgia and he was like, um, we have to win this state because it'll determine who controls the Senate. Oh, and yeah. do you remember What people were saying about
0: that. It's, yeah. It, that's like it, admitting he lost.
1: Exactly. Because in case anyone listening doesn't know, in the event of a tie, the vice president breaks the ties. So if um, if Georgia had gone red, the Republicans would have the majority in the Senate, which means um, Pence wouldn't have to break the tie. Um, because they would always have the majority and he wouldn't need to break a tie, which means if Trump is president, then um, the Republicans control the Senate. But even if Biden is president, the Republicans would still control the Senate if they won Georgia, because they would have the majority. Well, if Biden was president and the Republicans win, the Republicans control the Senate because they would have the majority. But if Biden is president, if the Republicans lost Georgia then the Democrats would control the Senate because it would be 50-50 and uh, Kamala Harris, the vice president, could break the tie. So Trump, people are saying Trump has never admitted that he lost, but in him saying this Senate race will depend, will say who controls the Senate, he was acknowledging that Biden was president, even if he didn't realize he was doing it, because the only scenario in which Georgia had anything to do with who would control the Senate is if Biden was president. So checkmate trump
0: yes and of course he had no realization of this whatsoever because he's trump exactly yeah
1: anyone who anyone who loves trump isn't listening to us anyway so i don't really feel like yeah we should have not used that example (laughs) um but regardless of how you feel about it like Everything I said in that explanation is true. It's objectively true. It's how it works. So, you know. Them's the facts. Die mad about it, I guess. I don't know. Um, So then they agree to be the army ants because Sheldon will quit if he doesn't get his way.
0: Yeah. So it's just like avoiding the whole inevitable um, blowout. It's just like, okay, just make it easy, army ants. So then we have um back at the apartment, Penny quizzing them. <laughs> and like, Penny's opening line of this yes. is perfect. The way she says it. Her delivery, like like I didn't have anything else to do on a Saturday afternoon, and isn't that just a little sad?
1: <laughs> Which could that apply to this past year as a whole?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Like, my my boss will be like, hey, can you work? And I'm like, well, I've worked the past, like, nine days in a row, but I literally don't have anything else to do, so, <laughs> yeah. sure.
0: And I was also thinking, I feel like this is, the like, one of the first times we see Penny, like, hanging out with them as a group when they're not just eating, like, doing something else with them, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Just kind of seeing the little progression there um other than
1: um when she played video games with them but that was because she had literal no, no access to
0: her apartment so. yeah <laughs> when she was exiled
1: and then i like when leonard says that raj only has a problem with women when they're one-on-one and smell nice and she's like oh thank you raj like <laughs> and then like um
0: i was the one who noticed that okay let's let's just go <laughs>
1: Like halfway through that sentence, he's like, I don't want to continue this conversation the way it's going. So we're just going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then after the first question, when Sheldon answers, it's like, I knew that, too.
0: And he's like, good for you, sweetie.
1: Yeah. Like it was so condescending. But he also kind of smiled
0: like, that's yeah, right. Like, she acknowledged that I knew. But like he took it. He's like, OK, nice. He was happy. Yeah, so she's asking those questions, and Sheldon keeps answering all of them, even when the others are buzzing in. God, he's
1: so annoying.
0: Yeah. Um, and they try telling him like he has to let someone else answer. It's polite. Um, so which brings him up to like what do manners have to do with it? And he asks if the Romans were polite when they Assaulted invaded somewhere or another. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Penny's like
1: Leonard, you said I only had to ask questions. <laughs> And then when he insults Howard's intelligence and we again have the, all right, that's it. Sit down. Okay. And <laughs> then we've talked about it before. Like, I'm sure that the joke there is supposed to be that Howard's all talk and no action. But I just love the idea that, like, no matter how angry Howard is, if Leonard tells him no, he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, I, I like that better. Because Leonard's the... I, like he's like wasn't there an episode later like leonard is the alpha of the group
1: yeah the nucleus of the group i think yeah when he was with priya
0: yeah so just early signs of that <laughs> and then i also just like imagining like obviously like leonard would have been the one to convince penny to do this but like just like the confirmation which like leonard you said he only had to ask like Uh, like it would have been interesting to see like that conversation when he's like convincing her to come over and help them with this definitely
1: okay so apologies to everyone listening if the transition feels a little clunky i got a bunch of text messages from work that i had to respond to it was a little time sensitive and we can't remember exactly where we are so we're just gonna go on to the next scene
0: so basically yeah so then uh later sheldon's working on his laptop um and Leonard comes in, and uh, Sheldon wants to show him he's got uniforms for the team where he's combined his Army Ant's name with the Star Trek uniform. And yes. of course, they're going to be wearing support red, and Sheldon gets command gold. <laughs> um, he just keeps on. He keeps on antagonizing them. Yeah. Do. I don't know, like, Star Trek colors enough. There have to be colors other than red and gold, right? Like, there are. But, like, like red is just like, oh, the red shirts die. And, of course, Sheldon gives them the red (laughs) shirts. So I always thought
1: that Command was white and gold was something else. But I'm also not a Star Trek person, unless it depends
0: on, like the
1: era or the remake or something like that
0: yeah something i just tried to google star trek shirt colors um somewhere i think it must vary because this says colors include white for command gold white for command gold for engineering gray for science navigation dark green security a few others and then red for low-grade officers and officer cadets (laughs)
1: But then this, I see Starfleet 2380s uniforms, command is red, operations is gold, science is blue. Hmm. Okay, clearly we don't understand this, so we'll just
2: move on.
0: (laughs) Star Trek is not either of our areas of expertise or even familiarity at all. So... Um, Leonard is like, hey, check it out. I got you a Batman cookie jar.
1: No, no. He, he you have to say it the way that he says it.
0: <laughs>
1: I got you a Batman cookie <laughs> jar. And then the way Sean's, oh, neat. Like, he's just completely.
0: Yeah. Completely up for the distraction. Um, and then Leonard's like, well, cause you're a friend and you like Batman and cookies and you're off the team. And you're off the team. <laughs> yeah. Because they had a team meeting, which Sheldon says, no, they didn't, because he wasn't there. there um, go, the team did not meet. <laughs> yeah. So Leonard says that he had a coffee clutch with a couple of friends, and one thing led to another, and he's off the team. Because Sheldon takes the fun out of it. Which, yes. Yeah.
1: Like, that, that would be a fun, like, that would be, like, somebody, like, on the swim team being, like being that way about like the three-legged swim race or some shit like you just kind of have to be like this might be ridiculous but it's fun
0: yeah and like if if everyone on the team is like on the same page in this case about like okay we're gonna take this super seriously and like whatever it takes to win then maybe but like the others like if they're clearly split between like fun and my way or the highway that's not gonna work yeah exactly Yeah,
1: which I would I would I would definitely I wouldn't be like Sheldon. Like I would want to have fun with it, but I also can get uber competitive. So I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be like my way or the highway. But if people were like, there's no point in studying. It's for fun. I would be like, bitch, I'm not being on your team if you're not going to be
0: prepared. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like I keep mentioning Quidditch in this episode. But again, with Quidditch, like they're like different teams have different like mentalities of like on one end. Like, hey, we're playing Quidditch. This is like a made up Harry Potter sport. We're just completely in this for fun. Versus the other teams with like like hardcore practices and training outside and like doing everything they can to win like the national champions. And then other teams. Do people train inside? No. Well, I I meant like training outside of like practices oh I but was some like, people... wait you guys go to school outside and you train sports no. inside what is california but, like the teams the teams that live like where they have snow some of them do have to like have practices like figure out ways to practice like inside the gym because it's that or snow which then oh, some sh- do play in the snow
1: i was like play in the snow i know based on what you've told me i do not think i would fit your team at all <laughs> i get way too competitive like with the whole, like, Duck, Duck, Goose thing and how that turned into, like... Oh, taking it seriously. And then people were like mocking people for taking it seriously. Like this is supposed to be fun. Like I would be like, I wouldn't have thrown a fit about the duck duck goose thing, but once like some of the posts you sent me like devolved into like the people who criticize it, take this too seriously and it's supposed to be fun. Like I would have been on their side. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not playing sports if we're not taking it seriously. Like we can do the fun swim meets. Sure. But, like, if every single day at the pool people were, like, trying to throw pool noodles in the pool and being, like, anyone who's training is lame and takes it too seriously, like, I would not have been about that. Like, if I'm doing sports, I want to be good at it. I want to be focused and I want to be competitive. I don't have to win. But if I lose because my teammates are fucking around, I'm going to be mad at them. Like, if we all try and don't win, that's fine. But if we don't win because we're not trying, like, I can't be in that environment.
0: No, there's definitely, like, I feel like my team is in that middle ground. Like, we do want to have fun, but also do take it, like, we've like tra- yeah. tra- trained hard to play. So we are in that middle ground of between the extremes. But anyways.
1: Um, so then I like how when Sheldon said, is the winner of the physics bowl the team that has the most fun, and Leonard just replies, okay, you're annoying and no one
0: wants to play with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just burn it down to the, the basics there. Um, so then Sheldon decides he's going to form his own team. Um, And in the next, in the next scene when
1: Howard's like, who did he get? And Leonard says he just smiles and eats macaroons out of his bat jar. (laughs) Is it macaroon? I think it's macaron, right? I pronounced that
0: wrong. Oh, I say macaroons.
1: Okay. Or maybe macaroons and macarons are different things. I know on Food Network they call something macaron, but... I did not ever hear that word until I was, like, 24, so I just always said it the way it was pronounced, the way it looks. Mm
2: -hmm. But anyway,
1: um, his... I think Leonard said macaroon, though. I actually don't care enough to look this up. Um, But... Knowing, like, Sheldon's, like, smile, like, we know exactly what Leonard's talking about, the specific <laughs> smile that Sheldon's giving him as he just silently pulls another cookie out of his backpack. like, <laughs> the imagery on that, like, everyone's picturing the same thing except maybe varying on what shirt he's wearing.
0: Mm-hmm. I also love how like Sheldon very clearly embraced this cookie jar. Like it's the thing that like was his like consolation, and he could have been like, "No, like I don't want your pity prize," but he's like, "No, I'm still gonna take this this bat jar and like enjoy it very much."
1: The physics bull version of reclaiming a slur. (laughs) (laughs) Like he, okay, let's let's use a less controversial one. Like how. The Brits called us Yankees and Yanks, and then we made Yankee Doodle, and, like, fucking, like, they were making fun of us, but then we were like, yeah, that's gonna be, like, our icon song for, like, 300 (laughs) years, like, that's, that's also a version of what I was talking about, but Sheldon's just, like, fine, you give me this cookie jar, I'm gonna use it in psychological warfare, like.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, and then Raj comes up with his, his laugh. That says, yes, you're a strong and smart competitor, but we are also small and strong, smart and strong and have a reasonable chance of defeating you.
2: The
1: way that he says that with his like little eyebrow and nod, like, we're all on the same page, aren't we guys? Yeah. And then Howard's, that sounds more like we are a tall, thin woman who
0: wants to make a coat <laughs> out of your Dalmatians. Yeah, I don't even think it sounds that menacing. It's, It's, yeah.
1: It's Although when Sheldon when Sheldon walks by and Raj just <laughs>
2: busts it out. hmm
0: Yeah, so they decide they need a strong fourth for their team. Um, and then Raj suggests TV's Blossom, which hey Mayim, who ends up joining the show. And I love after. how later she like
1: very vaguely was like apparently I was referenced at one point, but she yeah. really has no idea what the <laughs> reference was.
0: Yeah. And then what's kind of also fun is in his second suggestion. Um, yes, she was also on. Yeah, where like I think he called her here, just like the girl from the Wonder They're Years. From the Wonder Years, yeah. yeah which was uh, Danica McCuller, I think is her last name. Yes, I always I confuse her r- with the race car driver. <laughs> here, yeah, because she um, got a her degree in mathematics from UCLA. Yeah. Which okay, I found this interesting cuz I looked her up on Wikipedia just to like confirm what her degree was. And then it said she has like for her past work, past collaborative work on research papers, she is assigned the Erdős number 4. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing Erdős right, but basically like you know like the Kevin Bacon number of separation for like actors, yes, yeah. So it's like that, but um, the degrees how- of Kevin Bacon, yeah, yeah. But from Paul Erdős, who was um uh, who was a mathematician who wrote like fifteen hundred papers and was like this big important deal. But yeah, so there's like a math version, or um, I don't know if it's just math or just research in general with papers. But I thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: and then there's an Erdős Bacon number. <laughs> For people to show, like, who are both in <laughs> entertainment and academia, <laughs> um, how low <laughs> her number is. So, her number there is six for the record. Okay, yeah, I was amused by that. No, definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, so then, so then, Leslie, yes, uh, Leslie, which Leonard doesn't want to go that route because of his brief. Fling with her because he hit that thing yes um but then he gives in um so they go to ask her and leonard's awkward about it but then leslie <laughs> makes things more awkward <laughs> with her flat-out bluntness i like Leonard's. there's not because it sure sounds like there should be something <laughs> wrong with this yeah <laughs> and then he's just like okay can i just ask my question now
1: <laughs> yeah and then her proceed with her hand like she's so much she's so like methodical about everything Mm -hmm. which I guess is just her attitude because I mean like with my job like people come in and like I don't know like like a lady said to me once she says she's she's, like I can't believe I'm pregnant we had sex once and he pulled out how does that even happen (laughs) and in the environment that like we're in Mm-hmm. I didn't even really, I mean, like, I did bat an eye at it, but it, like, wasn't, like, oh, she's really forward. Like, it's just, like, w- in my work environment, people talk about stuff like that. And just by nature of what the job is, I don't mean that my coworkers and I are weird together, but, like, <laughs> um, people just talk about that stuff. Or they'll tell us, like, yeah, like, the fertility specialist said to have sex every other day for 10 days straight with ovulation in the middle, and that would increase chances of whatever, like... That's just stuff that like is talked about. So I guess if somebody like in my real life would tell me something on that level of like being personal, I don't really know that I would think it's weird just because I'm used to it. So I guess she is just like, like sex is just such a non-emotional thing to her. And it's just like something that she's like very comfortable with that she might just, she might not realize how that sounds to other people.
0: Yeah. Cause clearly she was not like, flustered or anything by that conversation whatsoever it was all just very completely matter of fact
1: right and I didn't even get the impression that she was like trying to make him uncomfortable like to me it was just like this is how she talks
0: yeah which I want
1: to be clear like in situations like that like if, if if the way you're talking is making somebody uncomfortable they should be able to tell you that and you should just be like okay I'm sorry I'll get off this topic now because it makes you uncomfortable even if you yourself are very comfortable with it I'm just saying, I don't think that Leslie was like I'm secretly trying to like ruin Leonard's day with this. Like, I think she's just very like out of touch with how uncomfortable that can make people.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. How it was portrayed. So they, and then how she didn't want to do it, but when they mentioned Sheldon,
2: she's yeah, just she's like, like "Sorry,
0: yes. I've got research." But then, like, wait, you're talking about Sheldon Cooper, um. And then to quote her, that arrogant, mis- misogynistic, misogynistic. Yeah, misogynistic East Texas doorknob that told me I should abandon my work with high energy particles for laundry and childbearing. And then I she's like, Which yeah, she's in.
1: Does it entirely sound like Sheldon? I mean, because- I Because could- See it. Even, like, later on when he was going to have a kid with Amy, like, part of why they wanted to do the test tube baby thing, I feel like, maybe this was just fanfic, or people were predicting it, but they were saying, like, that would be because it wouldn't have to take time away from, like, the research or whatever, and I just, I don't know if she would, that just feels like with his types of insults, I mm. don't really know that, you know, go wash clothes and have babies is necessarily his default insult, I feel like we don't I feel like the conversation that they had to have had had to have made that quote unquote relevant, but mm-hmm. we just don't have any context,
0: or maybe just because like Leslie in particular he has like a an especially big grudge with their issue, so like he devolved from what would have been his normal insults.
1: maybe I'm not trying to be like Sheldon Cooper would never do this because he would it's <laughs> just uh, this specific insult seems weird, mhm-. Like, have I had men say that to me? Yes. But not not exactly that. But, you know, that sentiment. But Sheldon would give me the vibe that, like, he would just insult their intelligence. Like, I could see it maybe if he was just like, you're not very smart. All you're good for is laundry and childbearing. But, like, it just seems too specifically stereotypically sexist. Mm-hmm. Like, Sheldon's sexist in, like, weird ways. I'm
0: trying to remember, like... Like, whatever, because he had some, like, sexist stuff that got him in trouble with HR later, right?
1: Yes, but I don't think it was... uh, I don't think it was that specific variety. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wish I could remember. I don't know, like, in season one, I didn't bat an eye at it, but I'm like, I really feel like he would have... Like, he would have maybe given her a job. Like, he would mock Penny for being a waitress. Like, I Mm -hmm. could see him maybe being like, you should abandon your work with high energy particles to be, like what he says with Missy, like be a toll taker at the Golden Gate Bridge or something like that. Mm -hmm. I just don't feel like the general women are only good for washing clothes sentiment is like the first thing Sheldon would go to. to.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. We're probably focusing on it too much, but. That's what we're here for. <laughs>
1: yeah, That's true. <laughs> How many hours of this shit have we done? Yeah.
0: All right. So then um, we're at the physics bowl itself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Penny is there to support them. Um, though they're confused by her, like, asking if they're ready, which I don't feel like they should have been like nice and loose come to play got your game face on (laughs) yeah Yeah. um and i
1: wonder if leonard's like you don't have to stay for the whole thing was like him worrying that they were gonna lose Mm -hmm. or if he was just like oh i'm being nice or if he was just like penny's actually gonna hate this and i don't want her to be mad that we (laughs) wasted her evening
0: (laughs) i mean she did get like pretty bored pretty quickly from what we saw (laughs)
1: Yeah, and then I like how Sheldon walks in, and he just addresses them, and then they're like, Sheldon, Sheldon, hee
0: hee 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 hee, Sheldon. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so, and then Sheldon's team introduces, he introduces them as the third floor janitor, the lady from the lunchroom, and then either her son or her butcher, because his Spanish is not good. But Spanish,
1: but, like, son and butcher don't sound the same in Spanish.
0: Yeah, I looked up, like, I had no idea what the word butcher was. So I looked it up, like, is it maybe But, yeah, it's not. No, not at all. He like, versus...
1: Carnicero, that, like, yes. I don't know. Maybe she was talking really fast, but I don't know. That's one thing that I don't... It's one thing that I don't love when people bring foreign language jokes in. Because... It doesn't always make sense. Like, they're like, oh, like, son or butcher, that would be funny. But, like, they don't sound the same at all. Like, that'll be another thing in Tangerine Factor. Like, we saw Sheldon practicing the phrase, show me your citrus peels, and he was saying something that sounded completely different to what he was yelling at the guy at the end of the episode. hmm And I'm like, how did you go from there to there, dude? Especially with your apparent, like, eidetic memory or whatever
0: yeah like if I don't know. it would have Unless, been nice if whatever options like it was, oh like he's this or this, and like if the words actually were similar in Spanish, then that would have been good, but since they're now, so completely fair
1: different, to be fair, he could have meant not my Spanish is not good, and these words sound similar, so I'm not sure it could be my Spanish is not good, and I legitimately have no idea what the word for butcher is, but what she said sounded like it could make sense or something like that, like I don't know,
0: yeah. If there's other context he was working off of.
1: And off of context, I feel like it's probably her son. Yeah. Like, oh, I need, a, I need another person. Do you know of somebody? Oh, my butcher. Like, <laughs> like, that wouldn't make sense. So it's her son.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then he, he finds out that they've got Leslie Winkle on their team as their fourth. And Leonard gives her their, her shirt. She's got PMS. she she assumes what it stands for. And he's
1: like, no, it's a retro motion squad.
0: And she's like, oh, right. What was I thinking? Yeah. There's nothing else it could stand for. And like how Leonard is clearly like, no, it's obviously this. Like, like he thinks, he's acting like it's weird that she would think of it being otherwise. And
1: he definitely knows what PMS is because there were references to it in um, the Luminous Fish Effect. Mm -hmm. So like... He's clearly he's like, wait, like, I know that that's another another word for it. But like, you, you're really going there first. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's this. Um, but I don't know. So then poor Gablehauser in the yeah. hole. He's just like, I'm like, I wouldn't have been surprised if we had never seen him again after this. I would not have questioned <laughs> it. <laughs> like, nope,
0: but that, that's that could have easily been the breaking point. AA versus PMS.
1: Also, here's something that I question. Mm -hmm. Didn't he refer to it as a preliminary match?
0: Yes. So why do they have a trophy afterward? Unless there were, like, lots of matches in one day, and it was an extremely long day. Yeah. But no, they got the, the... Did they get the trophy at the match itself? I can't remember.
1: I don't remember them giving it to them, but, like, at the end, when... Leonard's showing off the trophy to Sheldon. Trophy. Set, Sheldon says, "I forfeited, therefore you did not win." Mm. But if it was a bracket, he would have. They would have then competed against other people too, and they would have won against other people.
0: Yeah. So I really feel like it's one night. Like the implication is it's only one. The game. implication
1: is that was the only exactly. But then he said prelim, t- today's preliminary match, which also implies that there's going to be other preliminary matches on other days. Mm-hmm. Ooh well anyway when he introduces them Mm -hmm. Howard yells all night long y'all and he turns around and points to his shirt and then he just sits back down with a (laughs) completely straight face obviously they're always good actors but I feel like the acting in this episode was just like even better
0: and I feel like when he sits down he has like a nervous energy about him (laughs) like this was something he planned he got it done and he's like okay I I did my part (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so the competition starts um we've got like three questions in and then Penny's checking her phone
1: I also like when Sheldon answers his question again with of course the answer is this and so the very next one Raj puts it with and Sheldon can suck on
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and Gablehauser is just, like, completely ignoring those little side comments. <laughs> so, okay, I was... So, like, the first questions were only 10 points each. And then, like, the final question when we get there was 100 points. So I'm just, like, assuming that there were, like, the score... the The points for the questions went up from 10 until before that. Because, like, the final scores are, like... 1,150 to 1,175. So unless they had, like, over 200 questions, I just was like, well, wow, that's a high score. Well, they would have to have gone up from 10, or else PMS
1: couldn't have had a score ending in 5.
0: Yeah, also, like, the off number. I was just, like, starting from 10 to the highest... how high they were at the end. I was like, wow, that's... those are high scores. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this
1: scene... Oh, my God, you haven't seen Mean Girls, have you? The musical...
0: Oh, not the musical, just the movie.
1: Okay, there's a song in there called "Do This Thing" about their math competition, mm-hmm. and there's a part in it where it's just people shouting out answers. Which I mean, you can get, you can definitely get the effect if you listen to it. So pull that up too. But um, when you see it, I always think of this physics bowl scene with it just showing them constantly like replying, you know, answering questions. When yeah. I watched Mean Girls, I was like, this reminds me of Bat Jar. Oh, I also just really like that song in general. OK, people are like the Mean Girls musical. The music isn't that great. But like, you know, it's it's still a really good show. And I'm like, the music slaps. OK, I'm sorry <laughs> it's not Phantom or any of your like old school theater bullshit. But like, I love the music from that show. Hmm. But anyway, Do This Thing reminds me of this.
0: Yeah, I think and- I've only listened to one song from it. I need to listen to more. Maybe, actually, Which too. one? I don't know. I saw whatever. I listened to one that you sent me, which I don't remember which one. And then I listened. I saw like whatever it was that they did on the Tonys.
1: Okay. I'll have to look up which one that was. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to listen to it. And if you haven't, by whatever time you see me again, I'll just play it in the car. But okay. <laughs> um, I probably will anyway, because I listen to that a lot. But anyway, um, so I also feel I wonder if the score has gotten up to like. What am I trying to say? I wonder if the score has been close to 100 points, like each question, or if he's doing like a big jump where like they've been doing 25 points or something. But then, okay, all of a sudden, it's 100 points, which I I hope they don't do that. Because like, you know, I don't like when it's like, like, we'd play water polo at at the pool, and we'd be leading like eight to one. And then they'd be like, okay, next goal wins. And we're like, how is that fucking fair? Mm -hmm. We're annihilating
0: these people. I mean, I can definitely see, like, if it was... Maybe they got up to, like, 50 points for the last group of questions, and it's like, okay, now 100 for the final. Um,
1: Especially if they had a lot... Since they were that close, if they did have a lot of questions and they were that close, then it's like, okay, the final question being substantially bigger, like, it's not really like it would matter. Because even if the last question was 25 points, if Army Ants gets it, then... They would be tied. Tiebreaker, so yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah. If it had been like a substantially larger lead, and then a major point for the last question, um, which okay, and then like the final equation, I remember like seeing comments from people that like, oh, actually, that's not something that's that difficult or obscure, or like the guys should have recognized it. Um, but as as myself like watching it it was like I have no idea what that's supposed to be so
1: yeah I heard that too and I think it's another case of where they're like trying to show like they're, they're assuming that the audience is all Penny yeah and we're not all Penny um, I couldn't solve that but need I remind you that it took me seven tries to pass three math classes in college so I'm I'm really not gonna <laughs> I'm not going to be like, it's hard, guys, because I struggled with Sokotoa, so, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, so that I like when he's like, come on, think, like, to Leslie. And she's like, so yeah.
2: it's not going to
0: work <laughs> if you rush me. You have to let me get there. And he's like, you're never going to let that go, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then I like uh, Leonard buzzes in with his panic. And he's like, uh, 8.4. <clears throat> <point> <laughs> but
1: then cuz 8 was part of the answer. So when Gablehauser like raises his eyebrow when he looks at him like he's thinking oh, is true. that your whole answer? Right cuz he's like that was that was close. And so yeah. when he said it Gablehauer is probably thinking oh he does have it,
0: you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I I don't think I caught that before <clears throat> that Leonard was starting on the right track um well, before he neg- did. I think it was -8 or
1: something but like 8 was
0: part Min- of it. Yeah, -8 by alpha. Apparently, whatever that means. So yeah, then Leonard obviously doesn't have it. So then it's up to Sheldon's team, and Sheldon doesn't have it, but the janitor has it because uh, here he is janitor in former Soviet Union he was physicist, Leningrad. I sent
1: you that reference a little bit early, like, last week, I think, when it was just, like, oh, this, this immigrant woman and she was just, like, oh, yes. like, back home, she did this and now she's, like, working for NASA and I was, like, mm-hmm. oh, it reminds me of the school <laughs> guy except the opposite way. Here's what I have a question about, though. This entire episode, every it doesn't matter who buzzes in. Like, Leonard was obviously team leader for PMS, but, like, mm-hmm. he didn't have to give permission for the answer. So, like, when the janitor buzzed in and answered... That should have counted regardless of if Sheldon didn't want it to.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess I kind of get the like, is that your final answer? Um, but you didn't ask that, that with PMS.
1: Yeah. Like he just said 8.4 and he goes, sorry, that's incorrect. And then someone on the army ants buzzed in and answered. Also, I really liked the janitor when he's like Leningrad, Polytechnica, go Polar Bears. <laughs> like yeah. He just has to get like
0: the team pride in there real quick. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's because Sheldon interrupted before he could confirm that that was the answer and said, no, I don't want that to be the answer.
1: But why does Sheldon have the
0: jurisdiction to do that? team captain i guess i don't know like, I, like because I,
1: on that side leonard buzzes in guesses he's sorry that's incorrect AA answer correctly janitor buzzes in answers correctly and then Gablehauser is just like is this an official answer do you have a different thing you can't have a different question i need your official answer and sheldon said no and he goes okay too bad because your teammate was right and the winner is the other team it's like well if his teammate was right they should get the points
0: well, I think it's because Sheldon interrupted before Gablehauser asked. So, like, he, the janitor gave an answer, and then Sheldon, before anyone said anything, said, no, I don't want to give that. So, like, I do think that, like, like I was watching, I was like, well, he gave, like, he, like, they should have won. He had the answer. But I guess maybe because Sheldon interrupted first that he pulled it back. It's, I don't know. I don't... It is It is all very vague and...
1: I don't think that that's fair, though, because, like, on any team thing, like, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter what the teammates do because the team captain can just withdraw an answer. Like, if the concept is you buzz in and you answer, the buzzing in is
0: confirming your answer yeah that's like locking it in on any
1: game show
0: like there was definitely not consistency in how it was handled with the answers and final
2: answers no.
1: also i'm wondering if Gablehauser was just done with sheldon's shit and was just like <laughs> are you sure like do you want because he wanted to make them lose but like that shouldn't be how it works yeah and then even then Gablehauser didn't declare pms the winner until leonard talked to sheldon about it i'm like what rules
0: are here <laughs> preliminary match apparently is not very strict in
1: and apparently was also the only match like, I, don't know what, I don't understand anything about this i'm so i was so excited to do this episode and now i'm just questioning
0: the logistics of everything it's all right it's still got a good ending oh absolutely yeah
1: it's just one of those things that it's like once you notice something it's like in how i met your mother with the glass shattering Mm -hmm. Like, this episode's going to bother me now and I'm so
0: mad about it. (laughs) Once you start to pull out the strings and unravel it, you can't
1: unsee it. When we do Tangerine Factor, it's going to be like a 10 second episode. Woohoo! Great episode by (laughs) next week because I don't want to ruin it. Uh,
0: So then we have the last scene, which is fantastic. Yes. Um, Leonard has his physics bowl trophy. (laughs) Sheldon can't sit in his spot. Because the trophy is there. Because someone's sitting there.
1: Yeah. Um, um. Then the way he said it was great. Like, my sister sometimes, like, if she gets something she likes, she'll take a picture of it and send it to me. My physics ball trophy. <laughs> <laughs> like, she. I don't even think she watched Big Bang after, like, season two. Mm-hmm. And she still makes that reference all the time.
0: Yeah. I just love, like, how, like, much Leonard is drubbing it in and, like, his little voice for the trophy. Um, his whole like Sheldon is so s- or Leonard is so what? smart. Sheldon who? <laughs> and then he apologizes and you're like, you know, I'm sorry. And then the trophy's like, I'm,
2: I'm not, not.
0: <laughs> Yeah. I definitely like there are like some like random episodes. I just remember like making lots of gifts from those scenes. <laughs> Back when we used to do those and like or screenshots, and like I remember just like making gifts of like Leonard waving around his trophy. (laughs) Yes. Um. Okay, so then Penny shows up. Yes. To finally settle who's the smartest, she has her little trivia pursuit questions. Which okay. Some of the, her questions she asks are, like, completely obvious, like, from my, like, listening. Like, I'm like, okay, I know that. And then but some of the others she asks, I'm like, I, I would not have known the answer to that. Like, Which okay, ones? We so, need to go through these. Okay. Brady Bunch. I knew that one.
1: Um, I think I did. I'm n- I never really watched that, but...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, Brady Bunch was one of the, like... I watched a lot of Brady Bunch reruns back in the day on, like nick at night or whatever during the day they were like brady bunch gilligan's island Andy griffith whatever like those sitcoms were that i watched so i knew that one for sure whenever i think
1: of the brady bunch i actually think of community because i think of that quote where abed was like um when you guys got here we were as wholesome as the family in the brady bunch and now we're as dysfunctional and incestuous as the cast of the brady bunch
0: (laughs) i forgot it one but okay, so the Van Halen, I did, wouldn't have known that. Sean Penn, I wouldn't have known that.
1: I knew Van Halen because there was a book I read in middle school where the two main characters were talking about if Sammy Hagar, David Lee Roth, or is it Eddie Van Halen, whatever his first name is, which of them were the hottest Mm -hmm. And thinking back, it was one of those moments where I should have realized things about myself because I looked up all of them and was like, I don't understand what you guys are talking about. Um, But because of that, because this episode aired when I was in in, uh, when I was in high school and I read this book when I was in like sixth or seventh grade. So I knew it because of that. Mm -hmm. Sean Penn, I would not have known.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have known that.
1: And Um, that was the one that she seemed, I don't know if she was most surprised that they didn't know that or if she was just like, guys, this is like the third question and you haven't come up with anything.
0: Yeah, I think to me, like, it's the first that's like the obvious, but I'm sure there are other people who would be mixed. I do like when, like, Leonard asks, like, how do you know these things? And she's (laughs) just like, I go outside and I talk to people. Which we can't do now.
1: No. But I um, also feel like staying inside, you have more access to the internet and you're more likely to know random shit.
0: Yeah. Or like, like I don't go outside be and I'm like, hey,
1: like, what TV. were the names of those kids in the Brady Bunch? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk to people about that. Mm-hmm. So then what actor holds the record for being, which the record, that's confusing to me because I'm like, don't they do Sexiest Man Alive every year?
0: Yeah, well, I guess like the record for being it the most times. But I don't know who that would be.
1: Who has been sexiest man alive the most? I know it's not Shatner, but <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Johnny Depp, and Richard Gere have each re- received it twice. Okay but no one not one person has and then in 2007 because i don't know when that is declared um and this mm-hmm. was in 2008 um it was either Matt Damon who was current or Hugh Jackman neither of which are doing anything for me but i mean I'm not the target audience either, so whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so multiple people have done it more, have had it more than once. Oh, but did any of those other two? No. I was going to say Richard Gere and George Clooney at least would have already, I assume, been it twice prior to this. Because I was thinking maybe before this episode aired, only one person had been named it twice.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I feel like most of those names I just named, I feel like that would have been earlier.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like... I'm assuming that, like, like obviously she's holding cards, but, like, they just came up with the questions otherwise. But, yeah, that was one where she didn't actually give the specific answer. So we don't know who it would have been. But, yeah, I wouldn't have – I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, it's it's this person. Or, like, I would think it would be this person. I'm just like, I don't know. Honestly,
1: so. I don't even know – if so- if someone had told me, like – name someone who's been named sexiest man alive i'm like uh i probably could have guessed that brad pitt was at some point yeah like i could oh wasn't simon baker at one point i feel like he was hold on yeah like i could come up
0: with a guess for like maybe a few people but that's not an award i keep track of by any means okay
1: he was sexiest or that was in french french tv hold on I remember there was a magazine with him on it that his cast, um, his castmates were, like, chasing him around set, trying to, like, get his, get him, like, next to it, and he was, like, super embarrassed, and he's, like, Mm -hmm. running away, saying, that's a bad picture, don't show me that, blah, 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 and people were, like, no, you're the sexiest man alive, and he's, like, go away! (laughs) (laughs) it <laughs> was funny and then i guess the next year they started all calling him um ex-sexiest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay. oh
0: mark Harmon was it in
1: 1986 i don't think oh. he's hot because i'm gay but he i definitely like know who that is um okay tom cruise <laughs> plazine annulty richard Gere, and cindy crawford were together oh because they were married at the time and then they broke up that's awkward Okay, Brad Pitt was in 95, George Clooney, 97, Harrison Ford, 98. Okay, Richard Gere for the second time in 1999, and Brad Pitt for the second time in 2000. So there would have already been multiple. Okay, Jude Law, Matthew McConaughey. Okay, I mean, I don't think any of these people are attractive, so let's see. Johnny De- Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I know him. Um, I probably should know most of these people. Oh, of course, Channing Tatum got it after he did Magic Mike. Not Okay, surprised. so... Simon Baker must have gotten it. It might have been that France cover because he's not on this list. Oh, John Legend! I remember that because um, his wife put in her bio currently sleeping with the sexiest man alive.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: nice oh, a bunch of list of random generic dudes, pretty much. Okay, okay. I guarantee you, there's people that are like, "What do you mean that's not a generic looking dude?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry." Yeah. celebrities all look alike to me i'm sorry
0: <laughs> so, all right, then, so um,
1: singer who sang oops i did it again i did know that one
0: yes i knew that one that was like a easy one in my opinion um yeah. and then free britney yeah and then tweety bird taught he taught a what
1: <laughs> the way that they were both so certain mm-hmm. <laughs> like they look at each other and they're like they they, they had the same answer and they were like we know this one
0: yeah he taught he taught a Romulan and then their little uh, slick high five there
1: (laughs) and I think her yes he taught he taught a Romulan (laughs) like they were certain that she was confirming that that's correct so both of them missing sarcasm
0: which just for the record I did know that one as well the truly I did know that
2: one as well yes yes
0: Good old cartoons, but yeah. So I guess, so I knew three of the her questions, which is better than the guys. So I'll take that. Um, but yeah, that's that's the physics pool. That jar. Good episode. Yeah, it's got, like I said, you've got, like, the little, like, Leonard-Penny interactions, but just, like, a fun episode in general with all of the guys, a good group episode, um, good stuff all around there. And Leonard and his physics bowl trophy is a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um,
1: I guarantee you if I said to Kristen, give me a quote from Big Bang Theory, it would either be that or Howard in the pilot talking about his favorite place to kick back after a quest. Those two <laughs> suck with her the
2: most.
0: Both very good options. All right, so that will wrap up this episode then. Um, if you guys have questions, comments, suggestions, you can email us at podcast at com. Leave a comment on our website at TheBigBangBuzz.com or tweet us at TheBigBangBuzz with three Zs.
1: And And every time you do that, I hold up three fingers, even though
0: nobody, including you, can see it. (laughs) (laughs) But we can imagine it. We can. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.